This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, August 3rd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Ag groups press for H-2A reforms. Wait expected for final disaster payments. And USDA Climate Smart Program could get more dough. Ag groups to Senate pass H-2A reforms. Leading farm groups are making another appeal to senators ahead of their August recess to reach agreement on reforms to the H-2A visa program for farm workers. In order to protect America's domestic agricultural production, the Senate must now act to provide stability for our existing workers and make key reforms to the H-2A program, the visa program for farmers they use to hire legal workers to supplement their U.S. workforce. The Ag Workforce Coalition says in a letter to Senate leaders. The signers include the American Farm Bureau Federation, which has continued to raise concerns about the House-passed Farm Workforce Modernization Act and a provision that would allow H-2A workers to sue employers. Next round of disaster payments will take time. A senior official with USDA's Farm Service Agency is warning that the final round of disaster aid payments under the Emergency Relief Program will take considerably more time to process. Speaking at the International Sweetener Symposium this week in Vail, Colorado, Associate FSA Administrator Steve Peterson said he believes there is growing interest among producers to disaster assistance covering losses this year. The existing ERP program is limited to covering losses that occurred in 2020 and 2021. Peterson says the next round of ERP payments will include producers who didn't have crop insurance coverage or weren't enrolled in the non-insured crop disaster assistance program, as well as for insured farmers whose shallow losses weren't large enough to trigger indemnities. Quality losses will also be covered in the next round. Payments for losses that farmers didn't file a claim for will take longer to verify, he said. By the way, Texas A&M University economist Bart Fisher told the sugar industry representatives that the Farm Bill's two primary commodity programs, the ag-risk coverage and the price-loss coverage, now account for just 3% of Farm Bill spending. The cost of the nutrition title has grown dramatically with the recent growth of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. USDA could go higher than $1 billion on climate program. USDA's flagship program for building climate markets for farm commodities has blown past expectations. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack budgeted a billion dollars for the Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities program only to get around 20 billion in applications. Robert Bonney, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, doesn't rule out that the department could allocate more than a billion, but said that it's up to the White House and Vilsack. The Office of Management and Budget hasn't put a limit on the program, which is being funded through the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation. We thought it, the $1 billion, was big enough that it put a strong marker out there. We were frankly surprised at the level of input and the level of proposals we've gotten, Bonnie said. 
The grants are likely to be announced in September, said Bonnie, who talked to AgriPulse on the sidelines of the Sweetener Symposium in Colorado. Oh, and by the way, Rebecca Larson, chief scientist for the Western Sugar Cooperative, said USDA program could help the industry in part by standardizing the way carbon emissions are measured. Standardizing across the United States is going to be really critical for us, so we have these apple-to-apple comparisons, she said. For Bonnie's thoughts on the Inflation Reduction Act and the climate-related funding it will provide, you can check out the weekly AgriPulse newsletter. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Dairy Farmers of America yesterday called accusations it is violating antitrust laws by monopsizing the Northeast milk market preposterous, irrational, and blatantly inaccurate. SRJF Incorporated, a dairy farm in Stanford, New York, claims in a lawsuit that DFA has pushed other dairy cooperatives out of the Northeast, attempted to manipulate federal milk marketing order rules to set low raw milk prices, and forced non-member farmers into joining the co-op. DFA, a farmer-owned cooperative, said these allegations were, quote, baseless and completely without merit. Since DFA's formation, our farmer owners have worked to build a cooperative that is strategically invested in assets to ensure milk markets and provide additional returns on their investment in their cooperative. Kristen Cody, a senior vice president for corporate affairs at DFA, said in a statement. NGFA backs house freight shipping bill. The National Grain and Feed Association is backing a bill introduced by House Democrats that would give more authority to the Surface Transportation Board to deal with rail disruptions. The Freight Rail Shipping Fair Market Act also would allow shippers to charge railroads demerge charges for not meeting obligations, just as railroads can now charge shippers. NGFA said it's working with other members of the Agricultural Transportation Working Group to push for the bill's approval. ATWG members expressed their support in a letter to House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee Chairman Peter DeFazio, an Oregon Democrat, and ranking member Sam Graves, a Missouri Republican. The Association of American Railroads strongly opposes the bill, saying it would give the STB overreaching authority to place unnecessary regulations on freight railroads. ITC extends review period on ammonium sulfate duties. The International Trade Commission scheduling a full review of whether to revoke anti-dumping duties on ammonium sulfate from China. The ITC imposed both anti-dumping and countervailing duties in 2017 after finding China was dumping AS on the market. 
in a pre-hearing staff report will be placed on the non-public record on November 18 with a public hearing to follow on December 6th. Here's today's He Said It. If this is a recession, folks, this is a very, very odd recession. That CoBank economist Tanner Emke speaking at the International Sweetener Symposium. He noted that unemployment is low while prices are still rising and the dollar is strong. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, August 3rd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.